Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity, entitled Comprehending the PSA Agents in Late-Stage Clinical Development, is provided by the National Psoriasis Foundation with educational partner RockPoint and is supported by an independent educational grant from Lilly. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives at ReachMD.com. Over the last decade, we've seen significant progress in understanding the origins and inflammatory progressions of psoriatic arthritis, which has led to the development of improved targeted therapies. On today's program, we'll be exploring some of these newer therapeutic agents in development for psoriatic arthritis, as well as their respective benefits and limitations. This is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Joining me to discuss the promising psoriatic arthritis agents in late-stage development is Dr. Marina Magri. Dr. Magri, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So to start, Dr. Magri, let's take some time to talk about the treatments that are currently being investigated in clinical trials. And let's start with uh, bimikizumab. What can you tell us about this potential option? Bimikizumab is an IL-17 blocker. So how it differs from other IL-17 cytokine blocker is that it's a dual inhibitor of IL-17A and IL-17F cytokines. The safety and efficacy was looked in a phase two trial. It's an eight-week proof-of-concept study of 52 patients with psoriatic arthritis. And during this phase two trial, it demonstrated efficacy on disease activity, not only in the joints, but also in the skin. It was was safe and well-tolerated. And Dr. Magri, what about the IL-23 blockers, which are also in the pipeline? What can you tell us about that drug class? IL-23 blocker, ustekinumab has already been approved and available for treatment of psoriatic arthritis. But there are some other IL-23 blockers which are still in pipeline, and one of them is busulkimab. And busulkimab, it's a P19 subunit blocker, receptor blocker, and its safety and efficacy was uh, tested in phase 3 psoriatic arthritis trial called YH1 and YH2. And the data was recently just presented at the American College of Rheumatology in this study, there were about 1,829 study patients, and at 24 weeks, patients achieved IgA scores of 1 and 0 in the map group compared to map group. map is a DNA blocker, which is already approved for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis. So it looks like a very good option for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis, and it's already been approved for the treatment of psoriasis. Rizinikizumab is another IL-23 P19 blocker, which is also being studied for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis and has been shown to maintain improvement in both joint and skin symptoms through 24 weeks and also been shown to decrease radiographic progression of the disease. Completion of phase 3 trials will be in 2024. Rizinikizumab is available for treatment of psoriasis too, and at the currently phase three studies are going on for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis. And in phase two studies, it has actually shown sustained improvement in both joint and skin symptoms and also slowed down radiographic progression. So the phase three studies are currently underway, and we're hopeful that in a year or so it will be hitting the market for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis. Tiljacuzumab is another IL-23 blocker and has been tested in another study in 355 patients 
the data was presented in a conference, the European Union League Against Rheumatology, and has also been shown to be efficacious in psoriatic arthritis. Thank you, Dr. Magri. That was an excellent rundown of the IL-23 blockers and the current investigations therein. I want to spend a moment also talking about bradalumab, which, as I understand it, had phase three psoriatic arthritis trials that were recently suspended. What can you tell us about that? Bradalumab is another IL-17 receptor blocker and was tested in patients with active psoriatic arthritis who had no prior treatment with IL-17 blockers but were previously treated with IL-23 blocker therapy or TNF inhibitors. And two doses of bradilumab were tested in this study. And at week 12, it showed significant improvement both in ACR20 and ACR50 response compared to placebo, regardless if the patients were biologic naive or had been exposed to biologic therapy. However, the phase three studies of this drug had to be suspended because of the potential concerns of depression and suicidal ideation in these patients. So these studies were suspended and FDA had put a labeled warning on it that it can cause suicidal ideation. For those just joining us, this is CME on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz, and I'm speaking with Dr. Marina Magri about promising psoriatic arthritis agents in late-stage trials. So, Dr. Magri, we spoke earlier about both the IL-17 inhibitors and the IL-23 inhibitors that you helped focus on and give us better clarity around. But I want to shift over now to another drug class that rheumatologists should definitely be aware of. What can you tell us about the role of JAK inhibitors and what role they could play potentially in the management of psoriatic arthritis? Effective therapies for treating psoriatic arthritis have emerged um, over the last 15 years, and newer agents are continuing to be discovered, allowing for better therapeutic options for controlling the arthritis and preventing joint damage. Another class of agents that has been found to be efficacious in the treatment of psoriatic arthritis is Janus kinase inhibitors. Currently, we have one Janus kinase inhibitor that has been approved for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis, which is tofacitinib, but there are other Janus kinase inhibitors that have made role in management of psoriatic arthritis, and one of them is uparacitinib. Currently, in two phase three trials in patients with active psoriatic arthritis that had inadequate response to at least one biologic DMOD, uparacitinib has been used and tested against a placebo and also against the TNF inhibitor, adalimumab. And the study will be completed in a few years. So, Dr. Magri, given everything we've spoken about here, let's shift gears and consider the patient resources that we should be sharing. What resources are out there that patients should be aware of? There are multiple patient advocacy groups that are available for these patients. We have National Psoriasis Foundation Resource and uh, the patients can go to their website that gives a lot of information about the disease, uh, about the treatment options available. And uh, we are in an era where we can do what we call personalized treatment of these patients with so many therapies available for psoriatic arthritis. In the past, we used to be borrowing treatments from rheumatoid arthritis, but now we have some medications which are exclusively for treatment of psoriatic arthritis. These sites will give them information about the comorbidities, the specialists available in their areas, what is the goal of treatment, and how to be prepared for their appointments. They could go to a website called www.psoriasis.org. 
And there's also a phone number available, 1-800-723-9166, which the patients can call to get more information about their disease, how to control the disease, how to schedule appointments, to see a specialist in psoriatic arthritis, and get treatment in a timely manner. Excellent, Dr. Magri. Thank you. And before we close, are there any main takeaways that you want to leave with our audience today? The message I want to give to the patient suffering from psoriatic arthritis today is that we are in an era of personalized treatment. What that means is that we have multiple drugs available for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis. In the past, we had borrowed this treatment for rheumatoid arthritis, but now we have drugs that are exclusively available for psoriatic arthritis. There are novel therapies which affect multiple cytokines. Since psoriasis is a complex disease, we are able to tackle it at multiple levels. Newer treatments are still in pipeline and will be available in a few years for those patients who don't respond to traditional treatment. And there are several resources available through National Psoriasis Foundation to help and facilitate patients' understanding and encourage sheer decision-making in psoriatic arthritis. Well, it's fantastic to know that there are new therapies as well as additional educational resources available for our psoriatic arthritis patients. I very much want to thank my guest, Dr. Marina Magri, for sharing these resources with us. Dr. Magri, it was great talking with you today. And it was great speaking with you too today, Matt. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by the National Psoriasis Foundation with educational partner RockPoint and is supported by an independent educational grant from Lilly. To receive your free CME credit or for other episodes in this series, go to ReachMD.com slash IL17PSA. Thank you for listening.